Hello everybody, I hope everyone is doing absolutely amazing today. Um, I hope you guys are having a blessed day so far. Um, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing word from God that I would really love to share because I feel like it is so relevant right now because we are literally under an open heaven and I feel like you know, so many people are under such an intense level of psychological attack from the enemy. But just know that what the enemy is doing is confirming your destiny. It is confirming your breakthrough. The enemy wants so badly to break you down in your mind. He wants so badly to defeat you in your mind because if he defeats you in your mind, it is it will be very easy for him to defeat you in every other area. So um yeah before I get into the word let us just let let me just pray us in. Heavenly Father we just thank you for today. We thank you for everything we thank you for the air that we breathe we thank you for the sun in the sky we thank you oh god because even though we are not where we want to be we are still here it is not by our power nor is it by our might that we are still standing it is by your grace and it is by your favor oh god it is by your mercy that we are able to still stand and to still bear witness oh god to the amazing and wonderful works of your hand and we just want to thank you oh god and we lift up our hands right now oh god and we say yes lord yes we receive from you oh god father oh lord as i delve into this word oh god let me decrease as you increase holy spirit let your presence flow let me flow according to your will oh god let me flow according to the direction of the holy spirit oh god let me decrease and holy spirit you come to the forefront and you speak to your people bless your people oh god it doesn't matter if they hear this word today or if they hear it a year from now or two years from now or ten days or seven days from now oh god whenever they hear this word my father lord i pray that they will be blessed in the mighty name of jesus oh god i pray that you open their their ears to hear you open their hearts to receive oh god show them the parable within the parable show them the divine blueprint show them the prophecy and the plan of god in the mighty name of jesus Father, oh Lord, I thank you for what you are going to do today through this word. I thank you, oh God, for what you're going to do today through this word. And I receive it on behalf of all those that are going to listen to this word, oh God. I receive it, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it. And Father, oh Lord, I pray that for as many of your children that may be dealing with unbelief, I pray, oh God, that you would come for their unbelief, Jesus. Come for their unbelief, oh God. Strengthen them in their belief, oh God. Remove every seed of doubt. Remove every seed of unbelief and replace it with faith. Replace it, oh God, with confidence in you, Jehovah. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so, time to get started. Alright. Um, so, the word that I have today comes from the book of Second Kings, uh, chapter 5. And this is the story of Naaman, who was a captain uh, for the king of Syria. And Naaman was a very valiant man. And, you know, he was very honorable. He was a great general. He was a, basically, he was a force to be reckoned with. 
But even under all those amazing titles, Naaman was a leper. And he, you know, for somebody who had so many accolades, but he was afflicted by this thing, you know, that must have brought him a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, a lot of sadness. And I'm sure, you know, he must have lost hope. But then when we read in the book of, um, when we read in verse 3, a a maid that had been brought from Israel, she had said to Naaman's wife, you know, and she said, and I'll read it, this is in the King James Version. She said, uh, she said unto her mistress, would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Now, that may not really sound like, you know, profound to you. But if you really delve into the words of that maid, you would sense just how powerful her faith was when she said that. She said, as long as my master is with the prophet, he would definitely be healed. This maid had such a strong level of faith that it does not matter if, you know, like, as long as Naaman, my master, is with this prophet, he's definitely going to be healed. You know, just breathing the same air as the prophet. Just, you know, being in the prophet's presence because of the God that is behind the prophet, he would be healed. And because of what this maid said, it sparked a level of hope and faith in Naaman, right? And Naaman went to the king of Syria and he said, and he told the the king what the maid had said. And so the king sent him to Israel. And, you know, we we read (laughs) in verse 7, you know, Naaman came to the, to, um, the king of Israel with the letter that his king had, you know, given to him. And the king of Israel was a bit upset because the king was just like, how do you expect me to heal this man? Like, do you think I'm a god? And that is when the prophet Elijah heard about Naaman's arrival and he sent for Naaman. And so Naaman went to Elijah, but Naaman never came face to face with Elijah. Rather, he came face to face with Elijah's servant and Elijah's servant told Naaman, my master said, you just need to go into the river Jordan and, you know, dip yourself in there for, you know, seven times and you will be healed. And Naaman was really upset because he felt like, oh, I thought he would show up and he would lay hands on me and he would cry out to the heavens and do all this stuff. You know, the, you know, the stuff that we usually see on TV during like deliverance. He thought that would, you know, that would be the thing that would happen, basically. And so he was really angry and he left. But then thank God for his servant who came up to him and said, Master, listen, if the prophet had said to you, go and kill a whole bunch of people, you would have done it. So why are you so upset that he's asking you to do something as simple as just washing yourself in the river seven times? And so God turned Naaman's heart through his servant and he went and did it. And he was healed immediately. Now, what the Holy Spirit revealed to me was really in verse 3, through, um, because of the faith of the maid. That, because of the faith that the maid had, it sparked a level of faith in Naaman. It gave him some level of hope. And we know that the Bible 
says to us that as long as we have even a mustard seed level of faith, we can move mountains. And as I read verse 3 over and over again, the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance the story of the woman with the issue of blood and how Jesus had said to her, you know, don't worry, your faith has made you whole. Your faith healed you. And God opened my mind and he, re- he revealed to me the fact that Naaman had faith. It doesn't matter how small that faith was. Because he had faith, that faith had already began the healing process inside of him. And so by the time he got to Elijah, Elijah did not have to lay hands on him. All Elijah needed to do was instruct him and say, hey, just go and throw yourself into the water seven times and you'll be healed. Because the healing had already begun through his faith. His faith started the healing, but his obedience completed it. Are you following me? His faith started the healing. His obedience completed it. And we know that the the number seven is very significant because the number seven is, is 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 a number of completion. The faith that Naaman had was enough to start the healing process and his obedience to what Elijah told him healed him completely. And so what I want us to understand is that it doesn't matter how small your faith is. Know that so long as you have even a tiny bit of faith, even just a tiny grain of faith, God will take that faith and move mountains for you. It doesn't matter how small your faith is. So long as you are trusting in God and you continue to press in and you continue to believe in him and you continue to have faith in him, God will move mountains. He will change legislations. He will move entire governments for you. It doesn't matter what it may look like on the outside. Your situation may look hopeless. It may look like there's no hope, like there's no way out. But so long as that faith is still inside of you, God will change it around. He will move mountains. And I just, I hope that you guys are understanding how important this is. Because so many of us are beginning to lose hope, we're beginning to lose faith. And God is saying, I don't need you to have a lot of faith, I just need you to have a little bit of faith. You know, I often find myself wondering, you know, do I have enough faith? Sometimes I sit in my room and I'm just like, Father, do I have enough faith? Because I don't know, like, don't I have enough faith? Do I even have any faith at all? This is how you know you have faith, when you continue to pray and you continue to petition God, when you continue to press in, when you continue to study the word, when you continue to seek God's face. That's how you know that you, could, you still have faith. Because if you did not have faith, you would not, be, you would not be praying. If you did not have faith, you would go back to the things that held you bound. You would go back to your worldly ways. So be confident in the fact that you have faith. And know that because of that faith, No matter how big or small it is, God is going to change. He has already began the process. Naaman's faith healed him. It started the healing. His obedience completed it. So know that the fact that you have not only been faithful to God in continuously pressing in and seeking him, 
But the fact that you have remained obedient, know that everything that you are, you are seeking God for has already been done. It is completed. And right now we are under an open heaven. The hour of harvest has already arrived. We, it is Kairos time. That means you say something today, it will happen tomorrow. You say something right now, it will happen in three hours. So I want you guys to be encouraged. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. Everything that you have lost, God is restoring it and he is giving you double. He said, for your shame, you will have double. So think about every area in your life where you have experienced shame. Is it in the area of relationships? Is it in the area of finance? Is it in the area of your friendships, in your family? Any area where you have experienced shame, God is not only going to restore you, he is going to give you double. So don't give the enemy the satisfaction of, 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 you know, taking away what is rightfully yours. Because you are already there. It's not about entering your promised land. You are already in your promised land. You're already there. Your rest has already began. And so all the, all the noise that you hear in your mind... That's just distractions. And, you know, um, Pastor Shannon, who is the pastor uh, of the ministry that I'm under, uh, the sanctuary, she always says, distractions confirm destiny. So all that noise, all that chitter-chatter that you're hearing in your mind, that is just confirmation that you are already there. And the completed work has already begun. You will see it. It doesn't matter what the enemy does. He has already failed. You are already there. So trust God. Continue to press in. Continue to have faith. And continue to believe in him. And watch him move. He has already moved. And he will continue to move for your sake. Alright. So that is the message for today. I really encourage you guys to go and read 2 Kings um, chapter 5. It is such an amazing story. And I'm sure that as you read it, God will reveal you know, more things to you. Um, but yes, stay blessed. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe and take care. Bye-bye.